It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase going to have a special guest on today's podcast, Curtis Schwartzkopf from the Charging Buffalo and Future of 716 podcast. We're going to get a bit of a prospect report on uh, a lot of guys. I mean, the Rochester guys, J.J. Paterka, Jack Quinn, Ukapeka Lukanen, the guys playing at the collegiate level at Michigan right now. You've got Owen Power and Eric Portillo, Minnesota, Ryan Johnson, Northeastern, Devin Levy, and then over in Europe, you've got some other Sabre prospects as well, like Isaac Rosen, uh, and then a couple of the uh, Russian kids that were drafted in the second round of Poltapov and Kisikov. Uh, so we're going to kind of go through all of those guys, uh, and also Shane Wright. I snuck in a Shane Wright question uh, at the end. If you don't know who that is, uh, you don't need to know him yet, and maybe you won't need to know him until the end of the season. Uh, Kingston superstar prospect who has had that generational word uh, thrown around with his with his, uh, with his his stature. Uh, he'll be the first overall pick likely in the 2022 NHL draft. Just kind of kicked him around for a little bit as well. Uh, all that coming your way here with Curtis. Joe DiBiase here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Very pleased to be joined now by Court- Curtis Schwartzkopf of Future of 716 podcast on, and uh, the Charging Buffalo as well. Going to talk some prospects, maybe a little NHL draft, probably not too much of that. But Curtis, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. How, before we get any prospects, how are you enjoying the Sabre season so far? I think so far I'm enjoying it, but I'm not quite at the point where I'm believing that this could be, you know, a fo- I don't think I've, I, I said this the other day on the podcast. I've looked up the Amherst and Michigan Wolverine stat pages more than I've looked up the NHL standing so far. Yeah, it's been a nice start to the year. Uh, pleasantly surprised for sure. I wasn't expecting them to come out of the gate and get as many W's as they have, but you know, it's been enjoyable. They're playing entertaining hockey and you know, watching the young guys kind of do well with cousins and whatnot. Um, it's fun. And you know, we're just gonna ride the wave and see how far it takes us and know that, you know, may not last the entire year, but uh, I think everyone kind of had tempered expectations going into the season anyways. Hmm. How, how much are you believing that it could be sustainable? Like the goaltending is hard for me to believe that that'll hold up. They're second in the league in save percentage, five on five. Like, I don't know, like Craig Anderson and Dustin Tukarski are a great story, but that's like the number one thing I'm thinking there's regression coming, but like, like, I don't know how sustainable does it seem to you that they'll be even, I don't know, an 80 point team, something like that. Yeah, I, th- I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities, especially with the style of game that they're playing. You know, I think they've done a good job of suppressing high danger chances against, and they're generating a lot of high quality chances for. So, you know, that's a good recipe for long-term success. Um, but at the end of the day, I just, I, I agree with what you said. I think that we're going to see some regression 
in the goaltending. And then like right now, I think we're 24th in the league in shooting percentage. So that seems fair, you know, given the shooting talent we have on the roster. So I think that combined with some regression on goaltending, you probably could get to that like 80 point, maybe fringe playoff team, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's, we'll see how it goes injuries and our, I think overall lack of depth might hurt us if things happen like that down the road. By the way, for any listeners, you could want to follow Curtis on Twitter. Uh, a lot of good prospect tweets and about the Sabres game to game uh, at Curtis NHL draft and check out the future of the 716 podcast again with uh, with Curtis and Austin Broad over at the Charging Buffalo podcast network. Before we get into uh, the guys that are kind of playing at the minor league level, uh, how about some of the what, some of your takeaways from some of the younger players up with the Sabres so far? And I might want to lead off here with Tage Thompson in part because He's playing center, like a completely different position, but I feel like it's the, the consensus seems to be it's going well. Yeah, I was, I'm very surprised by that. I think, you know, everyone was in consensus agreement that, you know, switching Tage to center was a bad idea and it was going to go horribly wrong just for the fact that, you know, he was getting pounded and, you know, shot attempts against um, in any previous season for this one. So, uh, you know, seeing what he's doing now, it's I'm, I'm impressed. I think part of it is Granado just really understands how to put his guys in a position to succeed and and giving them a, that opportunity. And you know, seeing Tage take that role and and take it to where he has has been a pleasant surprise. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that you know if, maybe it's a case where you know the wing just wasn't the right fit for him, and you know, being challenged with the responsibilities of a center job. Um, is really just where he's fit naturally and it's, it's working out so far. And, um, you know, I think he's got a lot of good attributes, you know, his shot and his speed um, to really make it work, but uh, we'll see how long it sticks. Uh, I'll kind of leave this, the second one open-ended for you for the, the NHL roster, but any of the other like young guys, like first or second year in the league that have stood out to you so far through six games? Uh, definitely cousins. You know, I was a big fan of cousins, you know, since we drafted him and found him with um, Lethbridge and the WHL. And, you know, last year he was pretty good as well. And, you know, just for, he's such a well-rounded player and he's got a good mix of skill and speed to his game that, you know, playing in this role that he is right now, he's kind of been thrust in this top six center role and he's performing really well. And I think he does a lot of things away from the puck, just smart decisions and where, where his positioning is to help, you know, prevent chances against and uh, some of his shot selections are great I think he's really patient when he's carrying the puck lately and um, finding a way to not only get himself scoring chances but set up others as well yeah all right well let's really get into the meat of some of the the stuff that I wanted to, to really get you on to talk about here because um, you know I, I'm, I'm watching a little bit of Michigan and not really so much of, of the Amherst, Um, but you know just kind of dabbling here and there with the prospects that are that are a part of this future going forward. Let's start with the Amherst. Uh, the storyline so far seems to be that JJ Paterka and Jack Quinn are kind of lighting the lamp to start the year. Yeah, absolutely. The, the chemistry between the two has been on another level, and you know it's they've been really fun to watch. They seem to. I think one of our guys from Charging Buffalo, Jared, pointed out, he's like, it's like they're the sitting twins out there. Um, <laughs> they just seem to know exactly where each other is at all times, and. You know, everything is just clicking for them right now. And I think they have two skill sets that complement each other well, um, playing on the same line. Uh, and I think, you know, as they continue to develop in Rochester and get games down there, it's it's only going to get better just for the fact that I think Quinn is obviously the shooter and the guy that can find open ice and, and those high danger areas. And Paterka has got this speed and the, the smarts. He's so intelligent with and without the puck. 
Um, I think it's, I've been really impressed with some of the reads he's making, you know, he's mm. on the puck pursuit and he's cutting angles on guys and, and forcing the play to one side. And it's really benefiting, you know, not just himself, but other guys on the Amherst as well when he's on the ice. Um, you know, I saw one play where he made his, he was kind of, he had, there was a four checker coming in and he was trailing them. And you know, the four checker forced the play to one side and he just timed it perfectly, cut the pass off and, and intercepted the pass up the boards and it turned into a scoring chance. And it's just like little plays like that is what Patrick is really good at. Um, and I think that he's really developed his uh, playmaking side of the game from since when he was drafted um, back in 2020. So um, it's it's been really exciting to see his development and how his playmaking ability and just vision with the puck um, is really complementing and adding to Quinn's ability to finish off the chances he's had. Yeah. You, you think they could, I was thinking about Paterka as a guy that could jump up to the NHL mid season. Cause it seemed close as to him, maybe even making the team right out of training camp, but I don't know, like hearing you talk about the two and the chemistry they've built together. If it, I don't want to say they would not call up Paterka just because they didn't think Quinn was ready, but it almost sounds like you'd want to just keep the two together. Yeah, I'd be in favor of that. And, you know, just for the fact that, you know, things have looked so good so early on here. And mm. I don't know that I want to split up that chemistry development that they're clearly developing right now. Um, I was in favor of thinking Paterka is probably going to be the first one ready to be called up. Um, you know, I just think he's got a very mature game. He's got a lot of experience playing against um, men in the professional leagues over in Germany. And, you know, um, yeah. But like you said, I think maybe. If, if there is an opportunity, you bring them both up together. But for now, I think it's best to keep them down there for a little bit longer and um, just for the fact that how well they're doing together. A word for bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine for these Sabre games. You could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports. It's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Curtis Schwartzkov over at uh, Charging Buffalo joining me on the Lockdown Sabres podcast on today's show, Future of, Seven, Future of 716 uh, and Charging Buffalo. All right, let's jump into the college ranks a little bit. Uh, I don't know how much you've watched of them so far, but uh, it seems like Owen Power has been pretty darn right dominant 
for the Wolverines so far. And then Eric Portillo is putting up some pretty good numbers in net. What have you seen from the two guys, the two Sabre prospects at Michigan? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously power had high expectations, you know, being first overall pick and going on to a, a Michigan team that, you know, a lot of people are projecting to be NCAA champs. You know, that, that roster is just completely loaded and, you know, power is averaging over 24 minutes a night. So he's really logging a lot of ice time and, and rightfully so, you know, he's the guy there and he's capable of handling that load. Um, and their overtime win against uh, Western Michigan over the weekend, you know, he played over 30, just over 30 minutes. And, you know, it's just, it's really impressive for a guy that age to handle that much ice time at the NCAA level. Um, you know, he's really just kind of doing everything that got him drafted first overall. He's skating the puck. He's making good reads and good outlet passes for controlled exits and entries. Um, I thought he did struggle in one of the games this, um, this past weekend, you know, he really got um, his, his line got annihilated on uh, the shot share, but um, you know, I think uh, that first game that he had, you know, that big four point night on opening weekend, you know, that really kind of wowed a lot of people and, you know, he's kind of come back down to earth as far as the point production goes, but, you know, he's still doing a lot of the good things, you know, that really, you know, mm -hmm. transitioning play and turning it up ice and getting out of his end uh, pretty well. Um, you know, this past weekend wasn't his greatest effort in my opinion, but um, you know, it's going to happen. Not every night's going to be perfect. Um, I think the majority of the time he's, He's been pretty solid. Um, he's at his best when he's skating and carrying the puck. Yeah. And then what about Portillo? Uh, he's pretty lock solid as the number one there. Obviously, he's playing a bunch of games. Um, I guess maybe I'll make this a more generic question about the entirety of the Sabres goaltending depth uh, in the organization because number-wise, at least, I've not seen Devin Levy yet. I saw one game from Lukanen and a couple from Portillo. Um, number wise, it looks like Lukanen is third of the three. I know he's playing at a higher level in the AHL, but Levy is playing great at Northeastern and Portillo, it seems like is playing well at Michigan. So how would you, how would you kind of evaluate the goaltending uh, so far? Yeah, so I, I would agree. I think I've, even before this year, I kind of had Portillo um, jump ahead of Lukanen last year, just for the fact that I, you know, Lukanen was really, struggling at times and you know I wanted to see him take the next step and he really kind of has failed to do so in the last couple of years here uh but for Portillo it's he's pretty much won everywhere he's gone and every time he jumps up a new level he's been able to handle it easily um, you know last year with Michigan he played like six or seven games it was pretty awesome in that role and did a great job for them in his first year in the NCAA um, and obviously he's got the starting job this year and I think he's going to do well, especially with that team in front of him. But, um, you know, for generally speaking, like he's a big kid, but um, he's a guy that, you know, he doesn't rely on his body to make saves from. He's got a good set of reflexes um, and he's able to track the puck through traffic pretty well. So he's a guy that's got good technical, uh, mm -hmm. technical abilities that help him make the saves as opposed to relying on that large frame. So, you know, I think that's really important when you're that size to, that you can make saves without relying on your body. Um, mm -hmm. you know, he, he's also a guy that, you know, really common that he's not going to let a bad goal get to him. And then, you know, three, four more go in after that, uh, he's pretty poised and you don't see him get rattled too often. So I think I like that consistency in his game, uh, with Levy, you know, he, uh, I would agree. I think he's maybe pushing looking in for, you know, that second spot now, just for the fact that, he had a great world junior tournament last year for Canada. He was dominant. Um, and then, even, I mean, before that, he really didn't have much of a resume, uh, but, and he's a smaller guy relative to the other 
goaltenders in our system. I think he's about six foot, so um, small by NHL goalie standards, but you know, his reflexes and everything like that are second to none. He's able to handle that. And, you know, I almost like um, guys that are a little bit smaller in that regard, just for the fact that you, you know they got to that level because they can stop pucks by tracking it well and with their instincts and reflexes because they don't have that large frame to bail them out at times. So they have to become really good at tracking pucks and, and making saves with those reflexes. Yeah. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I mean, do I need to say any more? Are we good? No? Uh, 18 amazing flavors for the delicious Built Bar. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Those are the six new flavors to go along with your 12 original flavors. Peanut butter brownie, definitely my favorite of the original flavors. The bars are 100% covered in chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. But Built Bar, great for the healthy, conscious guy as well. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for keto diet. And if you want an example, peanut butter flavor, that's 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Couple more prospects I wanted to ask you about. Uh, form first round picks Ryan Johnson from a couple years ago playing at the University of Minnesota. Isaac Rosen is playing over in overseas in Sweden right now. Um, I guess I could just kind of group this together with even the, the the Russian kids they took in the second round this past draft. Anybody standing out you think early on that Saber fans should feel you know pumped up about having a pretty good start? Yeah, so I, I kind of touch on all of them, I guess. Um, with Ryan Johnson, you know, he's entering his junior year with Minnesota. And, you know, prior to this, you know, he's kind of made some gradual um, uh, gradual improvement on his point production totals, which it's not really his game, or, and it never really has been. Um, he's really known for, you know, he's a phenomenal skater. He's great in transition. He's an excellent passer. And um, I think that, you know, those skills translate very well to the NHL and, you know, Technically speaking, they probably should translate into more points as well, but they just haven't happened for whatever reason. But, you know, he's a big part of that Minnesota team right now. He's averaging just over 22 minutes of even strength ice time a game, um, and he's dominating the, the Corsi percentage. I think he's around 60% now. Um, another thing with him, I got a few stats on him here. Um, he's got, he's averaging seven controlled exits on average a game for controlled entries a game, um, and he's generating seven shot attempts a game on average by, by himself. So, you know, he's doing a great job and, you know, he's a guy that I think some people might be a little worried about him signing that entry level contract. And if he's going to push to his senior season and, and take that right to go all the way to free agency. But, you know, I think the Sabres are going to do everything they can to get him here. And I think, you know, he's got a great opportunity coming up. You know, I know we're a little loaded on the left side of the defensive group here, but um, you know, he should be given a good role in the near future, just for how ready he is to translate to the NHL. Um, with Isaac Rosine, you know, he was a guy that, you know, I think I personally wouldn't have taken in that spot, but, you know, he, I, I like that the Sabres, you know, they, they had a theme to their draft and they, they wanted to get skill, speed, guys that can, 
do puck pursuit and Rosine's all about speed. Like that's his game. And um, he's done a lot of bouncing around the Swedish leagues. He's jumped from like the SHL with Lexans and down to their J20 program. And, you know, I'm not really a fan of that. I wish they would like keep him in one spot and give him ice time. But, um, you know, because when he goes up to the SHL, it's like still five, six, maybe seven minutes a night. And you know, that's really tough for a guy that age to develop his game. But, you know, he's got a couple goals, a couple assists at that level right now. And, you know, it may not seem much. Um, though when you look at a on a per 60 basis, like his even strength production is pretty impressive, albeit in very small sample size right now. Uh, but I've been pretty impressed with him. I just want to see him get a, more of an opportunity. And I don't know how that happens with short of the Sabres kind of intervening and working out some sort of deal to, to get him more ice time over there. Um, I don't know how possible that is, but mm. um, you know, that's kind of where he's at. It's kind of frustrating because you want to see a guy like that yeah. play and get a lot of ice time, especially for how talented he is and how you want to see him continue to develop and improve. But uh, for, for the Russians, uh, Holtapov really is the headliner out of the gate here. You know, he's um, came on really strong in the VHL, which is Russia's second tier league. Uh, you know, he was fortunate in that sense to, I think he was better than the junior level, the MHL, um, but he not, not necessarily ready for the KHL. Uh, as of late, he's gotten some games with the KHL, but you know, they're playing like one or two shifts a night, which is like, that's mm-hmm. just not good for his development. But Russia's never really cared about how prospects um, in the NHL develop. Yeah. So it's you know, kind of expected, but um, I'd, I'd hope to see him get back to the VHL and get the regular minutes there because you know he was fantastic. He's been, his game is very solid two-way guy. He almost, he plays the wing position, but he almost plays like a center just for how responsible he is um, at both ends of the ice and how, how good on the puck pursuit he is to get, get control and um, drive a lot of chances for his team. And mm-hmm. uh, Kisikov's the other guy. Um, he's predominantly been in the, the junior level MHL for uh, Dynamo Moscow. And, you know, he's just a really high talent skill guy. Um, he's definitely a project long-term just for the fact that I think, I I don't know, he's going to get an opportunity in the KHL. He's had a few, but like Poltebov, it's been one or two shifts a game and it's not really good for his development, but uh, he's a guy that I think is probably maybe three or four years away from before we start talking about, is he going to be a saver or not? But you know, the skills there, it's just, is it going to develop? Yeah. And then uh, I think finally, the thing I want to touch on with you, Curtis, by the way, Curtis Schwartzkov of uh, Charging Buffalo and the future of 716 podcast over at the Charging Buffalo Network uh, here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Getting some insight on some Sabre prospects. This isn't really a Sabre prospect, but uh, me and a couple, the, me and the group of friends that used to go down to watch Connor McDavid play in Erie when the Sabres were tanking five years ago and I'm not there's six years ago. And I'm not saying the Sabres are tanking now because they clearly are not. Um, but that group of friends are like looking at the, the Kingston front next schedule. And we're like, all right, when are we going up to see Shane Wright play who is expected to be the number one pick overall next year? It, what do you think? Is that, is he a guy that's worth the trip? I'm not thinking we're going all the way to Kingston. I think it's like an eight hour drive, but what do you think? Is that a guy that's worth going to see? That's like an hour and a half, two hour drive up to Mississauga or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Shane Wright's a really special talent. Um, you know, he's kind of gotten off to a slow start actually for Kingston. I think it's kind of surprised a lot of people, um, but you know, I don't necessarily think he's at risk of losing that uh, status of protected first overall pick in the draft. You know, he's just, his, 
base skill set is so well-rounded and he does so many good things, um, you know, just all over all his, his, he plays a complete game. Um, I think his best asset is his shot, but you know, he really can hurt you just about anywhere on the ice and um, he's got good speed. I almost liken him to a, you know, a faster rich man's version of Sam Reinhardt in the sense that he's got those smarts, but, and he's just very, very good at everything, um, but just like, a tier better than Sam Reinhardt, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a good comparison, but that's just kind of how I've looked at him. It's like it's kind of hard to say he's a lead at one thing. He's just excellent at everything. All right. Well, I think we're taking the trip either way. So it sounds like a guy that's definitely worth the uh, worth the trip, not worth uh, tanking for, or focusing on you know the bottom of the standings or anything like that. But uh, exciting stuff throughout the Sabres organization. Again, you can check out the future of 716 podcast, uh, head over to charging Buffalo to see more of Curtis's stuff uh, at Curtis NHL draft, by the way, if you're looking to follow him on Twitter, uh, Curtis, thanks man. And uh, hopefully we can do this again down the road. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks to Curtis for being on today's podcast. Me and Jordan Hanskin planning to record tomorrow evening. Uh, so, or tonight, tonight, I forgot this podcast is airing on uh, Wednesday morning. So we're going to, po- we're going to record tonight, which means you're going to have your podcast ready to go for your drive into work on Thursday morning, little preview of Sabres and ducks. Um, and we'll do some other stuff. There was a Jack Eichel report about the Vegas golden Knights. We'll kind of revisit Eichel, uh, just a little bit though. We're not gonna really spend nearly the whole show doing that. Don't worry. Um, and then also some on what's happened in Chicago, all of the, uh, the, the investigative findings that came out on Tuesday we'll go through and kind of just talk about that. It's, it's heavy. It's a, it's a deep conversation. Um, but I, I think me and Jordan are planning to have it. So uh, that'll be on tomorrow's show as well. Thanks everybody for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan's at JR Hanskin. Podcast account is at Locked On Sabres. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast. And we'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.